Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I am recording this episode in Malibu, California during one of the biggest storms that California has had in quite a long time. So myself and my team flew in to kind of knock out a lot of work for some exciting things that are happening in 2023. Um, And instead of being greeted with clear skies and sunshine, um, we are being treated with a big, big storm and an angry ocean. But honestly, it's nice to get away. And it's been really productive to coop ourselves up, work and get stuff done, knowing that the project that we're working on will change the fitness industry, the practitioner world, and the medical community. So we're really excited for what we have going. And I can't wait to share that with you later this year. So I thought I would kick off 2023 with a little bit of a recap episode on some background info on what this past year has been like and what is happening both personally and with the business in 2023. There's always new listeners that come in and this can be a good starting point to get an idea of like who I am, what I'm about, what this business does and how this work um, may relate to the season of life that you are in. So with that... For those of you who don't know, I actually moved from Southern California to the Boise area of Idaho a little over a year ago. So I've officially been living in Idaho for a year now, and it's been a huge change and overall really good fresh start and upgrade to quality of life for myself and my family. Uh, My husband is with a new department out there. Um, And my boys, Cade, who's nine, and Chance, who's five, have both acclimated really well. Obviously, it's so nerve-wracking to uproot your family and move to a new state where you don't really know that many people. Um, But my mom and stepdad also decided to move with us. They were living in northern Nevada prior when we had mentioned that maybe Idaho was something that we were feeling called to. My mom was like, gosh, if you moved there, like we would go to Idaho. And then she fell in love with it. And that all transpired very, very quickly. So we moved at the end of 2021. Um, And again, we've been here officially a year and have really just tried to immerse ourselves in the community and just create a new life. And with that, it's, it's super hard to start over. It's a true act of practicing brave um, for my whole family. Uh, to change careers or to, you know, have a start a career in a different place, kind of starting over there for my husband. Um, For me, just a lot of mental, emotional, physical change, the boys starting over, but we've really made an effort to 
again, just embrace this change and focus on our family and what we need and what this has been. It's just been a really positive reset for us. So that is new. With that, we've had to figure out how to like live in seasons coming from Southern California. I lived there my whole life. I've never lived in the snow. I've, I don't understand a lot of the um, things that accompany living in colder weather or there actually is weather. So it's been a big adjustment to learn about driving and what to wear and what to do. But overall, um, you know, we have really kind of enjoyed it and it hasn't been too bad yet. A really fun summer in Idaho. Uh, fall lasted for like a second, it seemed like, before we went straight into winter kind of temps and some snow. But overall, we're doing okay. And it's just forced me to really just make the most of it and adapt quick because I don't want to be somebody who it's like, oh, it's cold out or it's snowing. And that means I'm just going to like stay home and not do anything. I've really tried to embrace a lot of different activities and um, get comfortable being in new environments and figure out what kind of what that means for our lifestyle and what new things we will adapt. Uh, and like, I, I feel like I have to wear a lot of layers, but it's really hard to get my kids to even want to wear a jacket to school. So um, now that's a whole new thing is learning how to parent kids when there's actually weather you have to try to dress them for. So I do appreciate all the tips that a lot of you guys have given me online about acclimating to the weather and the clothing and everything that is required to actually live somewhere where there, there are seasons. Another update is, uh, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen this. We moved my 93-year-old grandma from the Las Vegas area to um, an assisted living home in Idaho, really close to where my mom and I are. Um, she's about like in the middle of where we each live. We're each about 10 minutes away from my grandma. So she has her own space. It's like an apartment, but then we'll have the support that she needs. She does have um, like dementia. So she's been really struggling with this change. She's always been a very sassy and independent woman, but um, feeling like she was taken from her home and that, you know, she doesn't need this help, even though like she does need more help. And um, both from like my mom and I, but also from trained staff to help with just her, her daily needs of remembering to take her medicine and then what she has cooking for her and stuff like that. Um, so it's been really a hard adjustment for her to make. And uh, she's just not happy about it and make sure that we know. So I'm hoping this is a pretty recent change. This happened at the very end of this past year. Um, so we're hoping that over time, she is able to adapt a little bit. But I also understand that's really hard when you know you have dementia and it's the new change kind of continually feels new and can't fully process all the different emotions that come with uprooting. Uprooting your life is hard at any given point in time. And I think it's been especially hard to do it at 93. So it's it's honestly hard on everyone. And my poor mom is just like really struggling with it because she uh, she's just such a like sensitive, compassionate person. And it's been really hard for my mom to feel like she's not doing or that she's, you know, like her, her own mom is mad at her. So apparently these feelings never go away. You guys, it's like, she's feels like she's disappointing her mom, but she's also trying to do the right thing. And so we're just trying to reassure her that 
know this is the right thing, even if it's the hard thing. So that's been a big adjustment for our family. Um, Next up, as you might know, my sister Desiree had her baby this past summer, and his name is Theo. We documented Desiree's pregnancy and some of her postpartum return and rehab and recovery. And Desiree lives in South Dakota, so she's not super close to us. She fell in love with a farmer, and that's what brought her from California to South Dakota, that accompanying with a job that she, an internship that she was there for. She is a psychologist and works with veterans who have PTSD. So her job is very intense. And then you add a pregnancy and obviously learning how to be a mom on top of that. And it's been a big year of change for Desiree. And we've shared some of that on social media and in the podcast here. So if you're a mom and you have struggled with adjusting to life with a baby, it'd be really impactful for you to listen to some of the episodes that I've done with Desiree, both during her pregnancy and then again, early postpartum, because she's shared pretty openly about that adjustment and just how hard it's been. Actually, needed to go out there a few weeks ago, I guess maybe almost a month ago now, basically between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because as we all know, <laughs> every mom hits a low at some point in time and some hit it harder than others. But I knew that I needed to get out there to go be a support to Desiree and help help make some changes so that her experience overall could be improved and more sustainable than it had been. And so a theme that I share a lot is like, when you change your systems, you can change your life. And so we knew that basically what she was doing was no longer working for her or for the baby. So what could we come in and make changes to? And while it's not my story to tell, she'll share when she's ready. We were able to make a couple adjustments in, in approach, in lifestyle, in all these things to improve quality of life for her and for Theo. And um, it's just a reminder that when you have a baby, like the mom needs support. She needs to feel seen. She needs to feel heard, understood. And sometimes she needs help doing the actual thing, taking the action. It's one thing to be told, oh, you might want to try this, or you need to do this, or you need to call this person, or you should try to look into that. But that can be so freaking overwhelming. And then instead of like taking action, we just shut down or try to just push through and keep doing what we're doing. And that just doesn't always work. You cannot outsmart, outwork, outstubborn some of the challenges that come up postpartum. So if you are in that season or you are somebody who is supporting somebody during that season, help them make the changes that they need to make in order to find a more balanced state of existence. (laughs) And again, that looks different for everybody, but it can make a really big difference to feel supported and like people can show up for you. And I think showing up is the number one love language that there is. So I'm happy to share that Desiree seemed to have turned a corner in how she, how her process is going postpartum. And it's just, it's nice to see because again, being a a first time mom is hard enough. And then being away from family is really hard. So, so I'm excited that she was able to make a couple changes. So on a more personal side that I would share 
I competed in jujitsu for the first time this year. And I haven't really talked too much about this, but um, I have been doing jujitsu for a little over two years now consistently. And I got my third stripe on my blue belt just towards the end of this year. I competed and did pretty well. I got first place and it's something that has sparked something new in me. And when I say new, I mean like I I didn't think I would compete in anything again. I kind of thought like I knew I could if I wanted to, but I just thought that part of me was like kind of dead. Like I didn't really want to or I didn't feel the need to. I've had a complicated history with competing and it being a little toxic in approach, but mostly just like within myself, like how I train my self-talk, the expectations I put on myself. It's just been a complicated history as a lifelong athlete. So now I've been, you know, I've has spent the last few years training for enjoyment, for well-rounded athleticism. And while I'm still doing that, it was really nice to show myself that I could compete and not be toxic with it. And I was really intentional with how I went about that, um, knowing that I was just there because like, I just genuinely enjoy this. And because I think as a coach, it's really important to put yourself in scenarios that are going to help you be a better coach. And I know that competing would help me be a better coach for the athletes that I work with, because I am still able to understand that intensity level. I am understand, I understand how to train hard, how to be in the arena and just like how to compete, like learning how to compete and being able to maintain the ability to compete is at a variety of levels, right. And different outlets. It's kind of an art. And I feel like I've spent this last year really trying to find myself again, gone through a lot of change, a lot of um, humbling experiences. And for me, competing and really getting disciplined with jujitsu has been a way of kind of climbing out of rock bottom and rediscovering like who I am, what I'm about, what I want to do, what I don't want to do. And I don't know, it was just a really good like growth opportunity for me at an individual level. And then also in a way that will continually improve how I coach and how I show up for a variety of athletes who have competitive goals. And I say that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins and it doesn't, even if it looks different, um, it's never over. And there are so many different ways we can express our athleticism. And this has been a really fun way for me to do that um, as a mom and in my thirties. And when this was never on my radar earlier in life, it's been special to find something like that again, and then to be able to take it to a competitive level where you just get to learn a lot about yourself and a lot about a whole new sport. And um, there's not a lot that compares to competing when you're actually like fighting somebody. So again, it's been really eye-opening, and I think I would like to compete again if I feel like it's working for me and not against me. And I think that's just going to be a, a line of like self-awareness and athletic maturity that I have to keep in check. And maybe that sounds uh, like just pathetic, but for me, that's, um, that's just like where I'm at with it is I, I want to do it, but I want to do it in a way that feels like it's positive for me and doesn't take away from the enjoyment factor because of pressure I put on myself. So you would think I talk about this stuff all the time about athletic maturity, and it's just still something that I have to manage within myself because of my own 
competitiveness and where my brain can go at any given day. But that's been really fun for me. Um, and I feel like to kind of connect some of the dots here, really getting disciplined by jujitsu and my overall training this year has helped me both be involved in my community, but also like have consistency in what I do. And when you're starting over and you're trying to find yourself or you've moved and, you know, there's been a lot of chaos for me, I really needed to have a pretty strict disciplined routine with a flexible approach. So that meant it didn't matter what the weather was. I needed to be at jujitsu at 6am three days a week. And it was just what I do. I needed to do that. I still need to do that. Um, It's given me the community and socializing that I need, but also the routine of showing up again. I think that's a love language we can even give ourselves, not just others is showing up and doing something for me and having that kind of steadiness that I needed. And then on the days that I'm not there, I'm lifting and like that feels really good to have that time that's just dedicated to myself in my garage um, and taking this part of me really seriously. Like I think there's, there's so much that we can do to build strength, mental strength, and we can use our fitness and our training as a way to do that. Uh, so a lot of strength from the outside in and from the inside out. It's been really positive for me to train like this. And to be honest, I haven't been able to train like this in, <laughs> it's probably going to sound depressing to a lot of people, but like in a decade, right? Because I kids nine, 10 years ago at this time, I was pregnant. And during that time, during the last decade, I've grown a pretty big business. I've had children. I've gone through a lot personally, I've moved states. There's been so much change and chaos and growth and rock bottoms, but also a lot of like success and whatnot. And, and I'm really grateful for that, but I'm trying to have a season where I can settle in more and have discipline kind of calm down from some of the the change in chaos and my business is at a different point now than it was when I was in the trenches of building. It's like, I have a team supporting this process. Um, We're just in a different place. And my kids are a little bit older, like chances in school, four days a week. Kate is in school. I have freedom for the first time in a decade because they have consistent school. Whereas before I always had a kid around me. Or I only had like an hour or two without a kid needing me. They're in, I always say like they're either in me or on me or like using me as a food source or I was like in constant supervision of their life and their every single need. And suddenly we've transitioned into a season where it's still very much needed, <laughs> but it's not as intensive as it was. It's a different kind of intense now. It's like a after school and sports and this and that and that kind of intense. But as far as that like daytime freedom where there's a little bit more independence there on their behalf, it's giving me independence. So I feel like I'm getting to this other side of like early motherhood where you're like, oh, I actually can still do this, or I want to do this, or wait, this is a possibility again. 
and you get to rediscover who you are. And again, like nothing has ended. Our athleticism has not ended. It has just looked different. And for me, it's looking even more different now because I get to do more. I get to try more. I have the capacity to kind of push my body differently because I'm not in the trenches of growing babies and feeding them and nurturing them. And or like my time just looks different. It can be spent differently now. Um, And that's been a a huge, like I just have so much more awareness around that now because I wasn't expecting that necessarily, but between the move and just, you know, kids being back in school now, there's freedom here that I, I haven't been able to really experience until now. And I think that that shines light on the season you're in now is not forever. And I've been training hard for the last 10 years off and on through different pregnancies and recoveries and surgeries and life events. Like fitness has always been a consistent part of my life, but how it was being used is just so different. It's kind of all over the place with what it looked like prior. Maybe it was a 15 minute Metcon that day, or maybe it was like structure lifting a few days a week, but now I'm getting to have versatility in training and it's making me a better coach, but it's also making me a better athlete. Like I don't buy into the idea that once you're 30, like it's all downhill. Like we see these memes all over social media where it's like, if this cartoon looks familiar, like it's time for your, like, does your back hurt or something like that? Like, you know, like there's always these, um, it's always insinuated that once you're in your thirties, like you should feel like shit. And I just don't agree with that. I feel like, and this isn't for everybody, of course, I'm sharing my own experience is that like, you don't have to feel like shit. Like we can actually perform better. We can still train hard. And all of that is because we know how to train better. Now we have better information, better resources, and hopefully a more mature approach to how we treat our body, how we recover, what we do, why we're doing it. Maybe not being as led from athlete brain and maybe being, you know, really leveraging that athletic maturity to know how to train well and lift in a way that's going to be sustainable and not just ego-led training or only aesthetic-based goals. Maybe we have like more balanced goals for our fitness and our body. And I know for me that that I feel like a better athlete now after kids, after like serious shit that's happened with my body, with my brain, with my life. I feel better now in my training than I did 10 years ago before getting pregnant And it's not because I'm stronger. Like I'm not, I am not, but I'm also not trying to be stronger than I was then, but I'm like still lifting and I'm still lifting challenging loads for me and definitely more challenging loads than probably a lot of other moms um, my age. And I'm doing jujitsu. I fight men that are much bigger than me most days a week and I can hold my own and I can run And I can do all of these things and I can sprint. And it's really freeing to have versatile athleticism and not just be committed to, I only do CrossFit or I'm only a power lifter or I only do triathlons. And I have identified in all those categories at different points in my life. And so what I'm trying to share is like, we have the ability to change and evolve our approach, even if it means like maybe we're not 
as strong as we were when we were a powerlifter or as dynamic as we were when we were doing CrossFit. But now we are, we've just evolved into broader forms of athleticism and have the willingness to explore what else we can be interested in. Again, I never thought like jujitsu would be on my radar, but now I freaking love it. And it's a huge part of my life and my training and my socializing, what I enjoy. And, you know, it really even pivoting into my career and how it, it complements what I know as a coach and what I share and create as a coach and entrepreneur. Be willing to adjust what you're doing and how you're doing it at different points of your life. Because again, what your training looks like when you are in the trenches of having babies and toddlers at home is not what it's going to look like a couple of years from now. There is a point where it shifts and changes. And I'm telling you, it is worth it to just not rush that process. Do what you can with what you have, where you are. Like that expression is so, so, so true. You cannot compare your training and your routine and your lifestyle to what it used to be or what you want it to be or what mine is because it's going to look different anyway. And nothing about life is linear. We just have to appreciate and embrace the season that we're in and make the most of it, which again, sounds so cliche and so like, like almost too positive thinking. But I mean, I know that I'm really grateful that we can do a lot with a little, and then suddenly we just get a little bit more over time, more capacity, more ability, more time, more freedom, different availability, different interests, and all of that, like different is actually a blessing. Let's shift into business a little bit. Um, if you're here, it's likely because you are an athlete mom, maybe you're a pregnant athlete, postpartum athlete, again, identify as a mom who is athletic, pursuing different interests there, thinking about it, um, different practitioners and medical professionals. This business is dedicated to helping women pursue a lifetime of athleticism. And that looks different through different seasons. You're probably sensing a common theme here. I have fitness programs for pregnancy, pregnant athlete training program. We also have an at-home version of that. I have the eight-week postpartum athlete training program. That one's been used by thousands of athletes all over the world to help them recover from birth and reintegrate into the kind of fitness they want to do, just a really well-rounded strength and rehab program. And then another program that I offer is the Practice Brave Fitness Program. And that is a monthly membership where we provide workouts for you every single week. And it is a really well-rounded strength conditioning program for women where we're building versatile athleticism. So it's not CrossFit or powerlifting or whatever. It's just, it's like a really well-structured program. And that's actually the way that I train is what I've shared here. Because for years I was like, well, like, what does your training look like now that you're not doing just this or that or that? Um, So we've turned that into a coaching program. So you can get workouts every week. And again, it's a monthly subscription that you can get and we keep the price low. So that is, it's totally accessible um, depending on the equipment you have. So that's what I have going as far as the fitness angled things with the coaching certification program, pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. It's a totally online certification program for coaches, practitioners, and anyone in the medical industry to learn how to better support pregnant and postpartum athletes, really understand exercise during pregnancy, postpartum, 
different ways we can make adjustments from the outside in so that we are helping women again, pursue a lifetime of athleticism, pregnancy and postpartum act as a significant catalyst for all of our seasons as female athletes to come. So basically we got to understand our bodies as they change during pregnancy and as they recover postpartum, because it will continue to benefit us for the rest of our lives. And I'm like literally living that right now. Like I can attest to this both from like a coaching perspective after coaching thousands of athletes, but also like personally, like I'm literally living that. And it's been really rewarding to see so many coaches around the world implement this knowledge into their communities, both online and in person. It's been really, really cool to see that just how much more support we have now. So this certification is doing really big things. And honestly, there's a lot more to that to come that I'll be announcing later this year. And it's just pretty cool to see how much that has evolved. Um, you know, we are going to be doing some more in-person events. If you're listening to this in time, I have an event um, at the end of January, again, in January, 2023 at CrossFit Invictus in San Diego, California. It's open to everybody. I'll be, it's just called the pregnant postpartum athlete. And I'll be giving total overview on everything you need to know about training during pregnancy and postpartum. So whether you're a coach or an athlete yourself, um, you're welcome to come to that if you're hearing this in time. But I would like to do more travel, speaking events, engagements, things like that, um, so that we can really continue to spread this message and the work that we're doing with this brand. It's a big deal. And we're just continually seeing the positive effects of having coaches who are here as resources and supporters, practitioners who know how to help their athletes beyond the clinical setting and um, athletes that now have access to better information. They're not being told, just listen to your body, do what you've always done, or you're cleared, you know, all the generic or the extreme things that they're often told by their doctor or by their friend or by their mom or whoever, right? Like we've come a long way and we're only going to continue to see more female athletes who are bought in. We don't have to convince them, you know, that pregnancy or that exercising during pregnancy is healthy or that, you know, they are still an athlete in the motherhood. Like they know this, they are bought in, but what they do need help and support in is knowing how to adjust their training during these seasons on behalf of their long-term function and athletic performance. And that's what our brand does. That's what we do different than anybody else in this industry. And um, feel really excited about what we're doing to help like continually grow this message and this effort and uh, at back end level, you know, we're expanding the team kind of one role at a time. And it's been crazy to go from like hobby where I was doing this, you know, seven years ago to then putting out my first thing online in 2015 to then seeing everything that I was doing in person kind of come to life online and become more accessible to people online. And now educating my my colleagues and my peers on how to coach this population. It's grown so much. I've had a lot of incredible opportunities to work with some very high level athletes. And I'm excited for more of that. I'm excited to work with more Olympians, with more UFC fighters, with, you know, just different people, high level CrossFit athletes. Like I learned so much from these high level athletes in a way that creates this top-down effect. Like we can work with high level athletes and we know how to apply that some of these themes and needs and considerations across this spectrum. And it really is this top down effect um, of better information, guidance, approach 
messaging, et cetera. So I'm excited for all the things to come. I know it's going to keep growing and expanding both behind the scenes here, as well as what we're putting out there into the world. And because you are a listener, because you are aware of what we're doing, because you send people our way, like you've taken this grassroots effort and you have helped grow it exponentially. And I'm so, so, so grateful. Um, It really is because of people like you listening that this brand has grown and people are getting the help and the resources and education information that I know I wish I would have had. And that um, it really is changing people's lives in a lot of like just their training, but also like we're creating businesses for people. It's, it's having, it's infiltrating our community in a really positive way, athletically with entrepreneurship, with supporting women's health. It's a really big deal. And I am so grateful that you are part of it. And if you want certain guests or topics on this podcast this year, send me a DM, send an email to support at briannabattles.com. We are always open to your suggestions. We really want to keep building out a base of education on this podcast and feature different people's expertise. So if you are that person or you want to recommend somebody to me, again, email support at briannabattles.com. If you want more information on any of our programs, you can also go to briannabattles.com. And we are actually, last announcement, we're going to be launching a website that is dedicated to just content. It's going to be the hub for all things pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. So if you want to learn about diastasis, or if you want to learn about pelvic organ prolapse, or you want to learn about CrossFit during pregnancy, et cetera, we're building out a huge hub of articles, information, resources, courses, et cetera, for you to have access to. So that's one of the many things that we have happening in 2023, but that will be a great source and hub of information for you to go to um, as we continually put this out into the world and build information. It has not launched yet, but it, we are getting very close. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support that you've given over the years. If you're new here, thank you for being here. Just kind of scroll through, find what podcast episode uh, subjects resonate with you and make sure you're following me and the brand on Instagram. That's at Brianna.battles and the brand page is at pregnant.postpartum.athlete. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited for this new year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. 
If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.